We're ready to kick off the spring season today on Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State Athletics. I'm your host, Nolan Alexander. We get you set for Saturday's kickoff against Shorter University with a new twist to Inside the Nest today. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. This is fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. You know Brandon Joseph, he's been a friend of the pod, and he is set to host Brandon on the ball today with former Owl offensive lineman Brandon Sutton, a part of the initial foundation of Kennesaw State football. Brandon Sutton and Brandon Joseph from 680 The Fan will have a back and forth about KSU football each week. They'll kick off the podcast today with Brandon on the ball. Later on, we'll hear from Jordan Griffith with his Big South Blitz, Brandon Joseph sits down with quarterback Tommy Bryant to get his thoughts on the season opener, and we'll wrap it up with thoughts from head coach Brian Bohannon. As always, Inside the Nest is available wherever you listen to podcasts, so be sure to download it, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Here we go. It's the spring season. Let's kick it off with Brandon on the ball. It's Brandon Joseph and Brandon's son on Inside the Nest. Brandon's on ball inside the nest. I'm Brandon Joseph, and I'm joined by former Kennesaw State Owl. He's an OG. He's Brandon Sutton. Now, before you actually hear him speak, let me run through his resume a little bit. Two-time high school region champion at Callaway High School. 3A All-State player, Callaway's Best Offensive Lineman Award winner. And if that wasn't good enough, he was a three-time state qualifier in wrestling in the state of Georgia. Not to mention all the accomplishments with the Kennesaw State Owls. I'm looking forward to this throughout the rest of the football season right here on Inside the Nest to be joined by Brandon Sutton. Brandon, we're just two Brandons here and we're going to be talking some football. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, I'm happy to be here. Hey, just happy to be here and give a chance to just show you, show you guys a little bit of uh, insiders for the Kennesaw State Owls. And mentioned you played with the Owls five years. You were with the program, redshirted that first year. And OG, oh, that was something new for you when you joined the program. But now in this season, we have something new coming along. Spring football, something that these guys are going to have to deal with. They're going to get their start. The season started against Shorter this Saturday. You can listen to that game live on KSUOwls.com. Click on that TuneIn app or download the TuneIn radio app to get the listen wherever you are. I want to get what you would be if you were a player, your line of thinking. If you know you prepared for the fall, that gets washed away, and now you have to come in and prepare for a spring season. So like, yeah, just like you said, like you come in mentally ready to play your first game in the fall and then everything gets shut down. So yeah, you're a little sad about that, but then you, you, it really falls on to like your older guys and your coaches. It's like, okay, Hey guys, we don't know where things are right now, but just, we'll just see where it goes. And now we're, we got spring football, <laughs> never been done, never been seen before. And hey, I'm sure the guys are excited for it and just the, the opportunity to go out there and play. I'm, I'm sure all those guys are super excited. And then, Hey, Win a championship this season in the spring. Who knows what happens in a few months in the fall. <laughs> and that's the one thing, too. Like, as a football player and me covering the team, traveling with the team, calling games with the team, you don't get to watch a lot of the other football players. You know the names. You know the Justin Fields. You know the Trevor Lawrences. You even know other guys you're going to compete against necessarily in, you know, FCS levels. But 
you got to watch some FCS games too that some teams played a select amount of games in the fall and you got to watch the Trevor Lawrence's the Georgia's the Georgia Tech the Ohio State's play in the fall also and that's kind of foreign for you players oh yeah it's definitely it's, it's really weird just like from from knowing like yeah I'm supposed to be out there and you're just sitting at home or well not really at home you're sitting probably in the locker room after a practice or something but um but yeah just like seeing all those other teams out there participating playing and just knowing you just had to wait your time I'm sure that was like grinding on a lot of guys but I'm at the exact same time it probably lit a fire under a lot of dudes saying hey I can't play right now but you know what it's giving me extra time to build up and build up and then when I finally do get on the field I'm gonna give it my all one guy who has a fire lit under him is Tommy Bryant he's gonna assume the QB ro- one role Got the depth charts this week. He is quarterback number one. He's waiting this time. Had to fight injury last year. Daniel David goes down. Tommy Bryant steps up. Then Tommy gets injured. As his team is playing really well right before the playoffs, they go into the playoffs having to play shorthanded. We got to the end of that Weber State game wondering if the Owls were going to advance, who was going to play quarterback moving forward because Jonathan Murphy ended up getting hurt in that game also. So if you're Tommy Bryant, what is your mindset coming in the season? Season, knowing that you are the guy for the Owls? Uh, well, first and foremost, just like you said, like uh, he's not coming in there with the mindset of having to worry about where he is. He knows. He's like, hey, he's the guy. So right now he's probably coming in cool, collected, just focusing on what he needs to do on the field to help get the best out of the offense. And as we all know, we're the triple option. So it's it's not it's those little things that, like hey, that he can see from quarterback, like he can help guys like, hey, bump an extra yard inside. Uh, check your splits on the line. Just just little delicate things that he's not really worrying about. Okay, where's my where's my position right now? Where am I going to be playing? Now he knows he's the number one guy. So all he has to work about worry about is going in and play ball. And that's the key. A lot of people ask me, and I'm sure you get this a lot. Why do you guys always play shorter? Why is it always Kennesaw versus a school? You know, not necessarily like one of those power FCS schools to start the season. Well, it actually lends to what Kennesaw needs to do. The the option offense is something that you need to be in momentum. You need to be in rhythm. Simpatico is a word that I like to use when it comes in. That's what these shorter games are for. Definitely. Um, just like you said, it's it's all about all of us being in unison, everybody being synced. And with our offense, it's really like a well-oiled machine. If one little thing hits a hits an, uh, niche, then it could cause everything to uh, fall out of place or it could cause the play to get blown up in the backfield. So like one one small step by a guard or one uh, a one yard off by a wideout, those little things matter so much to our offense. Another player that really is going to factor in and matter returning from injury himself is Isaac Foster. He's going to be in one of those starting roles. What do you expect to see from that that position and a player so dynamic as Isaac Foster? Uh, just coming off last year, him going down, it was really it was extremely impactful to the team because he's such an explosive guy and the things he can do on offense, and let alone special teams as well. And just like having him back one, I'm sure with all the, the extra time he got from rehab and everything coming off, I'm sure he's going to be coming back 100% ready to go and <laughs> fire burning, ready to get back on the field for his next opportunity. Uh, going over to the defensive side, the Owls will return seven of their 11 starters on the defensive side of the ball, led by Bryson Armstrong. You know what Bryson Armstrong is. He's a do-all guy. He covers the whole field. Just talk about him in that center of that linebacking core. Uh, Bryson's dude, he'll always take charge. When he's out there on the field, he's he's basically one of those field generals. He's he's going to try to break everything down. If he sees something wrong, he'll go try to shut it down himself. Him, him being in the center of that, of that uh, linebacker core for us right now, it's going to help solidify some other guys. They're going to know, okay, hey, if something goes wrong, 
they have Bryson out there to help help fix any mistakes. And if they just need to like let up, like they can let him just go wild and do what he wants to, what he needs to do on a play. So you, you never know what you're going to be able to see from Bryson. He'll always be that cover guy or he'll be that guy to get down there into the backfield and sack quarterback. Yeah, that's one of the things I always am just in awe of Bryson. He's in the backfield getting the quarterback or he's tackling a receiver 25 yards <laughs> down the field. Uh, but staying on the defensive side of the ball, and you know, it seems to be a yearly thing for the Owls. You're always having to introduce new coaches to the defensive staff. Now you lose defensive coordinator, but Danny Verpaley steps up in that D.C. role. Just talk about the continuity for the players. And Coach Bowen has always said this is a player-driven team, so not necessarily the coaches have that kind of impact if the players can be successful, but it is very different hearing a different voice. Now, third time in three consecutive years. Uh, definitely. And like, uh, in, in most situations, yes, I'd, I'd agree. Like a big coaching change like that, it would be very impactful on the defense. But like you said, and like Coach Bo said, it's very player-driven defense. Like Coach V, Coach V is going to come in. He's going to change a few plays, change a few things. But um, the, the main schemes of that defense are going to stay stay the same because he knows what those guys and he knows what they can do. Just like from the D-line perspective, he knows uh, he's got Travis, he's got Peyton, he's got a few guys that he knows he can get around and get back there, cause pressure, which alleviates the back end of it. So we got um, like our corners, Adesolia Soye. He's, he's going to be help holding things down back there. Um, and then just like, and like we were earlier talking about, we got Bryce back there to help solidify everything deep. So, yeah, Coach V is going to come in with some new schemes and new stuff, but it's really just what's the base things that have always worked for our defense that we're probably going to lean to this season. Now I'm going to put you on the spot, and I'm going to do this every week. This is the first time <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot legitimately. I want getting into the shorter game and then for the season, just some players, offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, that you have your eyes on for the shorter game and for the season. Definitely. So for, for this week, as, as you know me, I come from an offensive line background. I'm going to be watching that offensive line, seeing how they're clicking. Uh, Jake Laster, Will Nanafabu, um, we got Chris Dye, though. I'm going to be watching those guys. It's really hard this week. You see, because like, especially like with that extra time, yeah, it's extra time to work and get better, but it's also time you're sitting, you're not playing. So you know, it's going to take a little bit to get the rust off, but as soon as the guys get clicking, oh, I know it's going to be. Money play, money play, money play out of the backfield. And then uh, on the back end, we got Bryson. Uh, and I'm especially ready to see uh, what um, Tommy Bryant, Isaac, and Shaq Terry do out of the backfield this season. Look for some big numbers. Shaq is one of my all-time favorite interviews, one of my all-time favorite players for the Owls, and he's ready to go. I, I go back and <laughs> forth with him on Twitter a lot. He is jonesing at the bit to get after this season, so what a great pick there. The Owls take on Shorter University, 1 p.m. kickoff. You can find that game on ESPN+, Plus, or you can listen on KSUOwls.com or download that TuneIn app. Next week, Inside the Nest, me and Brandon Sutton will be back together to break down the Shorter game and look ahead through the bye week to get you set for that Charleston Southern game inside the nest. Thanks so much, Brandon. We'd like to take this time to thank our proud partner, Coca-Cola, for being the beverage choice of KSU Athletics events. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. We move forward on Inside the Nest with Owl Network intern Jordan Griffith previewing the Big South slate this spring season with a Big South Blitz on Inside the Nest. Hey there, Owls fans. Jordan Griffith here with another trip. No, no, it is not a trip around the A-Sun. This is now the Big South Blitz. That's right. Football season is back. We're in the spring. Everything's different, so might as well play football right now. 
So we are going to talk about the Big South Conference. So let's get it started for the first Big South Blitz. So I want to start off with just explaining exactly what this conference is for people who are familiar with the A-Sun, but not with the Big South. The A-Sun is for pretty much every single sport for Kennesaw State, and then the Big South is for the football conference. And the teams within this conference, you have Monmouth, you have Charleston Southern, Gardner-Webb, Robert Morris, and then you have teams that are not going to be playing in the spring for football with Campbell, North Alabama, former A-Sun team as well, and then Hampton. That is the Big South Conference. Once again, Campbell, North Alabama, and Hampton, those three teams are not playing as they already played in the fall. So we're going to be seeing them in the fall next time because Kennesaw State is playing two seasons in one calendar year. So they're going to have a chance to maybe win two FCS titles or at least go to the FCS tournament if they choose to do so. So we will see how that plays out. But once again, three teams missing. So the teams that are going to be in the conference this year is just five. You have Monmouth, Kennesaw State, Charleston Southern, Gardner-Webb, and Robert Morris, a five-team conference. So it's going to create for a much shorter schedule than what we're used to. And just like I did with the trip around the A-Sun, I'm going to go through the preseason selections for the Big South. Once again, Monmouth coming in at first with 44 points, just one point above Kennesaw State at 43 in second place, followed by Charleston Southern, Gardner-Webb, and then Robert Morris. Both of those last two teams coming in at 16, so tied for fourth technically in the five-team conference. And Monmouth and Kennesaw State both suffered somewhat of the same fate last year in the FCS playoff as Weber State goes on to beat Kennesaw State. They were the third-ranked team by six points. Weber State then goes to the semifinals to play James Madison, who also beat Monmouth. So they beat both of the Big South teams. Madison pretty much destroyed Monmouth 66-21. to And James Madison goes on to lose in the title game to North Dakota State, the Alabama of the FCS, as they're often referred to. But both of these programs, legitimate programs, now Monmouth and Kennesaw State, going to have a chance to go to the FCS playoff two times within the same calendar year. So we will see how these teams fare. Keep in mind that these teams have not played since the 2019 calendar season. Now we are in the spring of 2021, so it has been an extra long layoff. And a lot of these sports, a lot of these fall sports in the Big South and the A-Sun have suffered somewhat of the same fate. You see volleyball in the A-Sun as well. But looking at the preseason all-conference team released a little while ago, having some of the fall players on it, such as Campbell, North Alabama, but still, you're looking at this at this offense, defense, preseason all-conference team, and it is riddled with Monmouth and Kennesaw State players, Isaac Foster for Kennesaw State, Juwan Fari, redshirt sophomore for Monmouth, Isaiah Gatherings Jr. for the wide receiver for Gardner-Webb, almost one offensive preseason player of the year, but that was given to Isaac Foster, the do-it-all running back for Kennesaw State. It would honestly be a 10-minute podcast if I went through this entire list. Monmouth dominating, Kennesaw State dominating, you have some Charleston Southern thrown in there. You have a guy like Nick Sally, a redshirt senior. D-lineman, they have a nasty D-line with three preseason selections. But once again, Monmouth and Kennesaw State, overwhelming favorites early on in the Big South. So I want to talk to Kennesaw State fans real quick because I think 
the spring season is kind of looked over because once again, it's in the spring and there's only going to be four conference games because there's only five conference teams. So you only get four of those games, only a few home games this year. But looking at all of the other schedules outside of Gardner-Webb, the rest of the conference doesn't have any non-conference games scheduled. They have just the Big South Conference games. So they only have four games on the entire spring football schedule. Kennesaw State was lucky enough. They played Dixie State and Shorter University, two extra non-conference games. So you get a little more action at 5th, 3rd Bank Stadium. Gardner-Webb also has scheduled Elon and Presbyterian. But outside of that, once again, these teams are not getting any non-conference scheduling. So I think they just need to be a little grateful, not that we only have spring football, that they're also getting two extra games of a non-conference schedule this year. Again, there is so much more I would love to talk about with this Big South Conference, but that is all the time I had here on the Big South Blitz. The first, no, you actually, you can't call it an annual because you have to have the first one. So the first annual pending for the Big South Blitz I am Jordan Griffith. Thank you so much for listening. I am so excited to have football in the spring. Maybe the only time we will ever see this. So let's just enjoy the ride. Holy hand-rolled tortillas. Does Chewy's know Tex-Mex or what? We're making our fresh tortillas all day long. Perfect for wrapping up Chewy's famous Chicka Chicka Boom Boom enchiladas. Stuffed with house-roasted chicken, smothered in spicy, cheesy Boom Boom sauce. Better have a handshake and fresh limerita handy. Just saying. So gather up your friends because you can dine in at Chewy's or get it to go. We even have meal kits available for pickup or delivery at order.chewy's.com. Locations in Kennesaw and Perimeter. Find us at Chewy's.com. See y'all at Chewy's. Get your favorite KSU apparel, name brand items, gifts, and more at the KSU Bookstore. Whether you're looking for an Adidas jersey, KSU sweatshirt, or a new hat, they've got you covered. Shop their in-stadium store on game days. Visit them in the Student Center or shop online today. Visit the KSU Bookstore online at ksustore.kennesaw.edu. Earlier, Brandon Joseph caught up with quarterback Tommy Bryant as he gets set to take on Shorter University as QB1 this weekend. It's Tommy and Brandon Joseph on Inside the Nest. Brandon Joseph here with quarterback Tommy Bryant. And first off, Tommy, how are you feeling? I know the 2019 season did not end the way you wanted to. Just talk about what it was like getting back, you know, healthy first off. Uh, health was a was a huge thing for me. You know, um, just I, I've really been focusing on the mobility piece uh, of my health and and just trying to trying to trying to maintain, you know, and and try to stay on the field to give ourselves the best chance to win. How weird was it this past fall when you guys are practicing? Coach Bohannon said he kind of flipped it, what you guys would normally do in spring for a fall season. Y'all didn't fall for a spring season. But how weird was it as y'all are practicing, getting ready to play a spring season, and then Saturday afternoons you're able to watch other people play college football? Uh, it was definitely an adjustment. You know, um, I, I guess going from every Saturday to – you know, playing a game to just sitting down and watching. And it's like, you actually, it kind of sinks in how much the game really means to you. So it was definitely a weird, weird situation. Getting, you know, to this season and this point, 
you know, you talk about what everybody had to go through, what everybody, you know, had to adjust their lives. Just talk about being in that locker room and being around that team and how all you guys had to commit, you know, to make lifestyle changes. And, you know, you're asking, you know, freshmen who are still teenagers on up to upperclassmen, like you guys are, are still young adults to act like grown adults and really take charge and to make this point of having a season possible. Well, you know, like you said, I mean, we had to make a commitment and, um, you know, as, as a team we did that you know where everybody had the the decision you know to to go play in the spring and you know I think once once everybody seen that everybody was on the same page it was I mean I wouldn't say it was easy but you know everybody knew what what time it was you know everybody knew it was ground mode it was it was lock in focus up type deal so getting your most of your offensive line back is going to be huge for you also just talk about that rhythm because this offense is based on being in rhythm that rhythm of having that offensive line mostly return yeah i mean you know it all no no matter what team you go to you know it it starts there it starts with your offensive line and and you know those guys those those guys are the most important piece you know without them i can't do my job or the the fullback can't do his job or the slots won't even get an opportunity to do their job so you know it, it all starts with them and and it's a huge huge uh, benefit, you know, having them come back. You mentioned those slot backs and you have two very dynamic guys that will be lining up there as your slot backs and Isaac Foster and Shaq Terry. Isaac coming back off of an injury himself. What are you seeing out of those guys, especially Isaac rebounding from his injury? Um, I think the biggest thing is is the leadership piece. Like, like that's a that's the most talented room, you know, we have, I feel like. And they're so deep. And just just seeing Shaq and, and Isaac take over that leadership role and, and really just hone in on their skills, you know, just, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. It's seeing the development of those guys. You get to look firsthand in practice at the defense and guys like Bryson Armstrong and that defense are turning seven starters. You know, you guys benefit a lot from how well that defense plays. Sometimes it's not easy for you guys because you don't get that long of a break on the sideline, but it's a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime we can stay on the field, that, honestly, that's that's great for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we we build, like I said, we build uh, ourselves on eat, you know, effort, attitude, and toughness. And, you know, it's sometimes you got to be tough. You got to be tough and to stay out there on that field and, and grind out long drives. And, and when the defense gets the ball right back, go do it again. So, you know, we pride ourselves on things like that. It really is something special that, you know, you guys grind out long drives. I remember one drive, y'all were up over about nine and a half minutes, and then the defense comes in, and they feel refreshed, so they're able to fly to the ball, get a quick three and out, and it just seems like well, the offense doesn't get any breaks, but they're cool with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's that's the game. That's the game, you know, especially that time of possession piece is, is huge sometimes in, like, winning games. So, I mean, I can't I, – I would not – mind not being on the field you know that's what that's, that's what I'm here for I'm here to be on that field so I want to talk about the coaching now because you have somebody like coach Worley leaving the program moving up to mm-hmm. army but a guy that steps in as the quarterback's coach is a guy very familiar with the program in Chandler Burks and he was on the staff last year just talk about him moving into that role I mean he could speak to the program four years ago and being on yeah. that field so just talk about that language that you guys are able to have because he is so you know so shortly removed from being part of this program playing wise well um honestly i looked at him as a coach before he even you know became a coach like while he was at quarterback 
I looked at him as a coach because he could he could give you every single play, the ins and outs, and and uh, you know everybody's job, you know, and that's something that I, I uh, looked up to and I wanted to to do, you know what I'm saying? But you know, most of the terminology and all of that is still the same. It's just you know I feel that he can relate, you know, maybe even better than Coach Worley could. How does it feel that you are one of the leaders? You mentioned the leadership room of the of the backs, but you were one of the leaders. I remember after Daniel David went down, he talked about, well, this is Tommy's team. Tommy is bred for this. He's a natural leader. And then talking to Jonathan Murphy at a point, he talked about, I'm doing this. I'm filling in for Tommy. Tommy's the leader of now you're that guy too. So how do you look at yourself in the mirror and go, I'm gonna be a leader? Is that one of those things that you actively have to work on or is it a natural thing for you? Um honestly it comes natural to me. Um just playing the position quarterback you most of the times, you know, people look at you as the leader and, and you know, playing the position so long, it, it just kind of comes out naturally. Um, you know, I, one one aspect I want to work on is being more vocal. Um, but, you know, I feel that, you know, sometimes that's not the the way I go sometimes. I, I lead by example a lot of times. So, but it, it's definitely something that comes out naturally. Getting ready for that shorter game. What is moments going to be like right before the game when you're in that tunnel, getting ready to run out that culmination of missing the fall season? I mean, the last yeah. time Kennesaw State played 64 weeks ago in Utah, lost to Weber State, and to have all that build, it seems like it's a powder keg just ready to blow off. Yeah, yeah, we get, we, you know, expectations. Um, I think, I think might get exceeded, and and emotions are going to be high. But you know, I think. I think we gotta we gotta play our game and 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 not get too ahead of ourselves and and into the moment. Uh, we just gotta go out there and play our game and and do our assignment and job. When you get back in Sunday or Monday, what is a successful weekend for the Owls outside of the victory? I know the victory is primary number one, but what do you guys look at as success moving forward into a bye week and then Charleston Southern? Honestly, you know, just just playing up to our standard. You know, um, that's something that. We just harp on every day and every week, and 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 you know going out there executing a job, you know, with as little misassignments and whatnot um, as possible. I think that'll be the biggest part of it. Tommy Bryant, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Here's today's Wellstar Wellness Tip of the Podcast. Be mindful of your mental health each day. Try to devote at least 15 minutes to stress reduction through exercise or meditation. Taking time for you can help boost your spirits and keep you feeling positive all season long. For more mental health tips, visit wellstar.org. We wrap up Inside the Nest today with our head coach, Brian Bohannon, getting his thoughts on KSU and Shorter this Saturday, 1 o'clock kickoff at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Here's Coach Bo on Inside the Nest. Coach, what have you noticed about your team in practice over the past week? I think uh, coming into practice on Monday, you could tell there was a little more um, enthusiasm. I think the closer we get, hopefully we'll get that. Now, coming off the two-day weekend, um, they ran into some uh, – about partway through practice, you could tell they've been off for a couple of days. Um, but you could tell that, that it was game week and there was a little more energy and enthusiasm. And, and honestly, Nolan, it's been, a, it's been a little bit of a grind with all the practices and practices and – but I think we're as we approach game day, I think the uh, the energy level and excitement is going to get greater every day. 
health-wise, even though this season's different, one thing's the same is there's always a football team that's got some injuries coming out of preseason camp, and KSU's no different. But it gives the Owls an opportunity to see some greener players on the field Saturday. What can the game-like experience do for the development of your younger players? You can't replace experience. You can't replace going out there in a moment, doing your job, doing it 100 miles an hour. And that's why, you know, we try to do all that in practice, but you can't simulate a game. You know, we do the best we can, but you can't. So that experience is priceless for any kid. I mean, obviously, we got some that have played a lot more football than others. But uh, for any young man to go out there and do it when the game's on the line, um, you know, in a moment, I think it's it's you can't put a price tag on that. It's uh, experiences is huge. And. And I think there's going to be some kids, whether they know it or not, they're going to gain some uh, in different scenarios this spring. Coach, you said in your press conference the team's coming up on 448 days since Kennesaw State has played football. Are there any concerns you have on the small things that happen in a game procedurally, anything on the sideline, like getting a special teams lined up, anything like that that uh, you have concerns about? Everything. Everything. Uh, we did a simulated scrimmage on Friday to try to um, knock the dust off some of that stuff and problems and things that come up to try to, um, you know, to try to fix some of that. But I think as a coach going into the first game, regardless of the layoff or not, you're, you're concerned about everything. And there's, there's no way we're ready, but we got to go play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're not ready, but we're not going to be ready without playing, if that makes sense. So um, I hope it's minimal. I hope there's not anything that's, you know, that, that, that has, you know, has a direct impact on the outcome of the game. Um, I hope we can minimize some of those things. I, I would be crazy to tell you that going in the game, that everything is going to be just perfect and smooth because um, I, I hope it is, but I, but I doubt it. Um, but, uh, but hopefully we can minimize and hopefully Friday we, we got, we knocked some of the kinks out and got some of that cleaned up to where, we can be as efficient as we can. You know, I told our guys, and I've told, I, I walked in the quarterback meeting uh, yesterday, and I said, listen, I don't want this to be like pandemic football. I want us to go play to our standard. Like, you know, you watch some football, a lot of mistakes, a lot of penalties, a lot of turnovers, you know, a lot of a lot of things that are just lack of focus and attention to detail. We don't, we don't want it to be that. That's not our, that's not our goal. Um, I think they understand that. Now it's just a matter of can we get everybody focused in to go do that. Mm-hmm. The last time Shorter and Kennesaw State met, it came right down to the wire on a field goal attempt for the Hawks here at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Shorter returns, I think, seven players, seven starters on the defensive side, a very athletic quarterback from South Cobb High School. Uh, what does it look like Shorter's going to bring to the table Saturday? Well, I think they're going to bring some excitement and energy for sure. I mean, uh, one, they're no different than us. They hadn't played in a long time. Two, they get a chance to go play against a lot of guys uh, they grew up playing against, right? And and it's an opportunity to come in and play against a ranked opponent and and have a chance to to uh, to to go win a ball game. And I, I'm, they're going to be motivated. They're going to be excited. Coach Morris has done a great job with that program. Um, and so um, you know we're going to have to be ready to go. I mean, it, it, you know they're going to come in, um, you know, playing with a hair on fire. So we got to be ready to play. Lastly, Coach, is there anything you'd like to say for the support of fans that are either at the game Saturday in the stadium or those that aren't at the game but following along? Yeah, we, we just appreciate every person that's engaged with Kennesaw State football. 
whether you're going to be at the game on Saturday. And if you are, I want you to be as loud as you can be. Have a blast. Have a big time. It's been a while. Enjoy it. Um, we're appreciative of your support. All those that are going to be online or engaged, um, listening to the game, however you engage the game, we appreciate it. We appreciate your interest in Kennesaw State football. Uh, we're excited about the spring season. We're ex excited about your support, and, uh, and, and we're looking forward to it. Thanks for the time, Coach. Inside the Nest has been brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. This is fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. Hope you enjoyed the new twist on Inside the Nest this week. This is the format we're going to have moving ahead. Excited to have Brandon Joseph in expanded role and welcome Brandon Sutton to the OWL Network. So on behalf of the two Brandons, Jordan Griffith, I'm Nolan Alexander. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure if you're not at the game Saturday, follow along. It's broadcasted on ESPN+. And if you saw the news, the new OWL Network home for Kennesaw State football is on the TuneIn app. All the links you need are available at KSUOWLs.com. We'll be tweeted off Kennesaw State FB pregame Saturday, and you can bookmark it on the TuneIn app on the Kennesaw State Sports Network. We'll see you on Saturday. Until then, go Owls.